1: Hello and welcome back to an extremely positive edition of the Warriors All-82 Podcast. And when I think positive, I think Tim Kawakami.
2: That is me. My rep. That's me. You got me.
1: Sent out the bat signal. It was a... uh, It's been weeks, but really particularly over the last few games, of uh, this idea of losing while not developing, right? That was the theme of our podcast that dropped yesterday, the Warriors Plus Minds with Daniel LaRue. This was... The rare night this season, the Warriors hope a typical night coming up of winning and developing. The needle they've attempted to thread this season and mostly haven't been able to do it, but you chase down a win and we can get to the ways that Steve Kerr did chase down a win and, you know, Wiseman doesn't close the final eight minutes, but this is a very positive James Wiseman night, so really you get best of both worlds after what has been worst of both worlds.
2: Yeah, obviously you you did talk about threading the needle, but It's hard to do it every time and they haven't done it for a lot of times, but I I don't think it's that hard. I mean, we might have a discussion about this with other people, but, you know, the number one thing is to get your young guys in the game. If you lose with the young guys in the game, you lose with the young guys in the game. Uh, if you don't get them in the game and you lose, it's the worst possible situation. So, you know, if, if, hey, if you play, if you don't play them and you win, that's fine. But they're not winning a ton of games. And I think the young guys do help. So maybe they'll say, hey, look, we got Wiseman and Pull to this place where they can help us. You know, they can help us in, in the first quarter, they can help us in the second quarter, they can help us in the fourth quarter. Uh... I would argue that I think maybe that the, they could have gotten to this earlier, specifically with Wiseman. Maybe Steve Kerr doesn't love that uh, discussion too much, uh, as was evident tonight. But that's okay. Uh, I just think that was out there. I think this sort of thing, maybe not a win every time, but this sort of play where you can go, wow, there's some things happening here, was kind of evident early in the season, and then they kind of went away for it, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, and, and Poole wasn't ready for, you know, until after the All-Star break. But I think something like this is what you go. Okay, this is a team that has pushing it forward and understands a larger picture, and also won a game, uh, and that always helps too.
1: Yeah, Wiseman doesn't play the final eight minutes, but he plays twenty-five minutes. Yep. Twenty-five minutes seems like the number, exactly. right? You know, I I don't think he's ready necessarily for thirty, but eighteen the other night, including, you know, I think what none of the final fourteen minutes of either half. Um, yeah. You can't do that, and they
2: hard. went small for for a purpose, and you could see why. I mean, they, you know, it does help to speed up Brook Lopez. It does help. I would yeah, just, you know, it, it, I, I, that was. I would say,
1: I would say it like this: Let's say they don't win. Let's say Ubre misses both free throws, or whatever. They just don't come back at the end. They lose by six to the Bucks, which it seemed like they were going to. I th- I don't think we're coming on the podcast tonight criticizing. No. No anything that led up to the loss like we were in the Atlanta loss. Like that would have been – no, it would have been a deflating loss for them because they really wanted it, but it wouldn't have been like a mistake-filled loss. I liked the way they played. I liked his substitution patterns. Obviously, you know, Curry and – apparently Curry told him he was feeling good early in the game. The tailbone's feeling better, although it didn't look like (laughs) it on a fourth-quarter fall um and they have two off days coming up so that's why they chose to extend the minutes too and you know it sounds so minimal but as we've talked about all season you know this is a one point win and in that you know between the eight minute mark when he re-entered them curry and they were down nine to the six minute mark which is when he would usually come in the warriors scored on five consecutive possessions and they and they cut the lead down to five like you you know, you win the game because Kelly Oubre did what he did in the final four minutes, but you also kind of don't lose the game in those two extra Curry minutes,
2: um, and it worked tonight. By, by the way, can they put like yoga mats at the end of the baseline or something? Because <laughs> they're going to drive every Warriors fan crazy watching Curry spill down there, and and, and he really grimaced in pain uh, this time. No question, I mean that was like a, a wince for everybody uh, who just likes to watch basketball or just has ever had a tailbone that's hurt before. Uh, but I think he's. this is going to recur. This is something he's just going to get through. Obviously, he may all... I don't think he missed after that either. He obviously staff was obviously incredible tonight. And the extra minutes were huge. And getting the rotation nailed down was big. And, you know, getting Baysmore in there at the end was big. And getting a couple buckets from Jordan Poole when he gave him a couple buckets was big. And Wiggins... You know, gets a dunk at the end and clanks a three, but then gets a block on the you know, on on the last possession. You need all those things to happen. By the way, no Giannis, so we have to, we have to point yes. that out. No Giannis. I did see
1: Ananta Takupo out there. Yeah.
2: And he was actually <laughs> playing was pretty a well. He scored some buckets too. Yeah. yeah, it was a little tricky for the Warriors. Uh, but I just yeah. The the general point is, I think as we've been talking about is it had a sensibility to it even Middleton hits that shot Warriors lose we're talking right now saying okay yeah they played a lot better a lot of things made sense the young guys look like they you know they're growing sometimes they don't sometimes they do but you you see you see a general progression Steph was great you know you could just see how that fits together when you're looking at next season when you're trying to piece this together so I, I think that's our major thing is like what's the overview what happened tonight they should all piece together it shouldn't be two totally separate things like oh they lost tonight and has nothing to do with the progress so that can't be the discussion here and they got the win and they got the progress and I think they can keep doing it I mean they're gonna have clunkers and Wiseman's gonna have a clunker and sometimes you'll go why is he even playing but I think he still they just have to play him there's I got the number of games Left wrong in my column. By the way, I just I just tried to do round numbers. So there's 20 left. There was 22 left before tonight. Now there's 21 left. Just play him, Just just put them out there and see what happens. And I think it will get better and better. And I know there's been a lot of criticism of him. I tend not to criticize him as much as others. I just I do see him getting better. You know, the stats don't always say so, and certainly not the plus-minus stats. He was minus seven tonight just because they just got hammered to start the third quarter, but I think he generally was a plus. I, mean, I, just, I I just see these little things being put together. And he's a number two overall pick. There's a massive amount of talent. It matters. That's why we talk about it every day. That's why every game is some sort of measurement about James Wiseman. And Kerr knows this. He, you know, he doesn't love it, but he understands it. He does it himself. He just didn't you know, love it this well, way. Well, they,
1: beca- they become pretty protective of, of Wiseman, too. Yep. I mean, and of the pressure being heaped on him, which, whatever, it's fine. Yep. But, as you mentioned, this will continue to be discussed because a lot of their next decade hinges on him and what they what they do with him how they develop him if they ever decide to trade him if they don't decide to trade him how good can he become how quickly tonight you know we marcus talks about it plenty with young guys this idea that instead of you know really zeroing in on what they don't do well with young guys in particular like you know find out what they do do well when they do show those flashes and it's what we would talk about with Jordan Poole last year like you see some skills you see some different stuff even though he's like a complete negative on the court (laughs) you can see something in there Um, and that's tonight was I saw it from Wiseman like like we were seeing it early in the season like we hadn't been seeing lately it was the flash plays and it's not just like the ooh you know that guy might look like a superstar but tonight in the first half that was that is the type of 20-year-old center who can help a win right now. I'm not saying like he's about to play 10 straight games and every game he's going to be a winning component, but the energy, the just relentless attacking of the glass. Like he's 7-1, he's enormous, he has long arms. If he just he had 10 often or 10 rebounds in the first half, like that's a that's, that's winning impact. He Steph Curry singled out a couple plays post game. Um, it was the chase down block, but right after he he has the block, um, I think it was Draymar. somebody threw the ball away in you know in semi-transition and the Bucks are coming back and they get kind of like a swing-swing to DiVincenzo in the corner. Mm-hmm. And DiVincenzo's open, solid shooter in the corner. You don't want that shot. And Wiseman's sitting in the paint, but he's so huge, he, he races out to the corner with just a one-two-step arm up and DiVincenzo kind of freaks out, tries to drive travels. Yep. And it's like, you know, if you just use... The seven foot one and the mobility that he has, you can just cause offensive players to do screwy things and boom, turnover. Like you just save three points potentially right there, um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, the smartest you know defense from end to end. It's just like use that and and tonight you just saw in ways that it can be used positively. And there was less of the I'm already. Well, I want to be honest, so let me try this <laughs> mid-post isolation spin. Oh, I bumbled it away because Brooke Lopez yeah. and Kent Bazemore had a quote post game too. He's like, "We knew he's he's just way faster than Brooke Lopez," mm-hmm. and they use that too.
2: Yeah, and what do I keep saying? You know, so you if you if you're upset with him and you want to limit his minutes, so you up Kevon Looney's minutes. You know, it's I would even say if he had Marquise Chris, okay, so give Marquise Chris twelve minutes. Uh, and keep looney at 18 you know it, it the idea that in order to make sure you're really really good you play kevon looney 26 and 20, instead of 20 minutes that's the part where I, I don't see the constructiveness in this and i get like okay he, he's got to learn his lessons he's got to earn things 100 percent understand now but as i wrote you know in the column that ran today it's like the Warriors have to earn something here too right they, they have to earn the ability to know what they're doing with this guy and understand that this is a valuable, valuable commodity. This is something you don't get what once every twenty. When when's the last time they had a center like this? You know, Robert Parrish, It's just not what you get often if you're a good team. And there's some responsibility not to mess around with it too much. And I'm not saying they haven't. I, I'm saying it's borderline <laughs> with what they you know with, with how well, this
1: is Well, you know, going. you know what was bo- the the way they played him or you know like the 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 idea that he was going to fit in and be like andrew bogut yep. and and you're already starting to see it i i retweeted kevin o'connor so let me find it um the the warriors ran per him per second spectrum he says the warriors ran 71 pick and rolls tonight mm-hmm. which was a uh, they tied a season high and, you know, a lot of that was high screens with James Wiseman. they simplified what he's doing. How many times you just see him in a set tonight? And, you know, usually you see him like running out to the perimeter and he's he's off ball. Like, should I screen you? Oh, oh, oh should I screen you? Oh, I'm catching it. Oh, I'm supposed to do a dribble handoff tonight. It was like I'm running over to the ball because Steph Curry has it. I'm setting a screen. I'm rolling. And it, and if he wasn't doing that, he was mostly staying out of the fray and then attacking the offensive glass. Yep. That's all you should do: high screens, or you're in the dunker spot and you're you're just kind of being physical, coming in, try try to tip a ball, um, get an offensive rebound, boom. That's all you're doing. And he did it with Pool too, yep. which I really liked. I know you have had advocated in your recent article. I've been saying for for months now that it should be some more Pool. Like th- those are two of their three most. Talented offensive players. Now, Wiseman isn't where he will be offensively, but if we're just talking pure talent, like are they two three right it's now? Two, on this three. You know,
2: I mean, Wiggins is in there when Wiggins can shoot. Yeah, yeah. Because you
1: know, Wiggins is more polished yes, product. Yes, but but right. I think, like, if we at the end of all of the the careers of the players on this team, I would guess you know we would consider Wiseman. I don't know about Poole. We'll see where Poole's going. Yeah. But you, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and. We saw it tonight, and and I think you know three of their biggest buckets of the night are like Pool Wiseman action in quieter pockets of the game where you just need to kind of survive, and they got points from it. It's
2: finding points, it's searching for points, and, and we know this team has struggled that has just kind of tossed the ball around the perimeter sometimes and, and not really anybody who can attack. Sometimes the attacking is messy, and sometimes it's not great, but you got to have somebody who's willing to do it, and Pool's willing to do it. And, you know, the three-point shot's not on right now, but that little runner thing is a great NBA shot. I mean, it's a Lou Williams shot. Not many people have it, and he made like three of them, and you really needed to do it against the Bucks tonight. So, yeah, those two guys mean something for this team long term. They absolutely do. The more time you can get with them, I, re- I mean, and, and Kerr went to to Wiseman in the second unit briefly in the fourth quarter. I understand why, because it, it was time to go to just just go Draymond at the center. I, I that's I totally understand. I mean, it's hard to argue to just put Draymond in there for and and, and go run Brook Lopez. Uh, but saw a little bit of it, and I think there will be more of it. And I think it's it's good for Wiseman to get minutes with both the first unit and the second unit because it's different setups so he can think differently and maybe let let it go a little bit more in that second unit offensively but maintain the defensive discipline and make sure these just discipline offensively especially with that first unit and just run the court and see what happens I just think again we're we're saying all this after a really good a good Wiseman night I will say the exact same thing and I'm sure you will too after bad Wiseman nights too is just get them out there and, and try to make sure the the, the, the bad nights don't come as often, and the good nights come more often. And that the only way you're going to be able to do that is to keep doing, is to keep playing them. I think the worst thing that can happen for this team is they get to this off and they don't know about Wiseman. They just don't know. Uh, and there's a lot of re- you know the COVID and the injury and didn't have training camp. Oh, I get all that. The, the, those are real things. But you've got tw- you know you got a bunch of games now where you can still do it. You can still get through this 20 games, 21 games left possibly into the playoffs, and get come out of the thing, okay, this is what we know we got out of this guy. This is what we know. Might be great, might be middling, might be bad, but you got to know this. You can't not know it at the end of the season. That's my opinion, and I think tonight was a, was a fine example of getting to know him, and by the way, he helps you win a game. Those are two pretty good things.
0: This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game and more. Head over to slash courtside to learn more.
1: I think we should spend a segment on Kelly Oubre. You know, we've spent weeks now on his fit with the franchise, his future, his, you know, the summer ahead, should they or should they not have traded him? Another slump that he had kind of Dipped himself into after a good January. I thought he was the key. You know, Steph Curry's the player of the game. Forty-one points on twenty-one shots, which we can get to against, but double, Oubre, against double
2: teams <laughs> against you know yeah. all, all that
1: stuff. Drew Holiday, oh, you know, who's a great, great defender. Great but um Ubre, he, you know, we, it's hustle plays most of the game. It's solid defense, but it's it's what he did in the final four minutes. Drew Holiday hit two just. I thought were daggers. He hits the first one, I think they go up ten with about four minutes left and it just that felt over. Then and then Oubre answers with the three and you felt like okay, that's a breath of life. And then Holiday comes back and daggers that and it was like, Oh, all right, never mind, he brought it right back to ten, and it really feels over. And then Ubre answers right back with a three to bring it back to seven, and then they make their climb, the quick climb. And to me, like that was the sequence of the game to just quickly answer those threes with threes by Ubrey. You know, and those are we we kill his confidence sometimes his tunnel vision, but you know he he thinks he's making that shot even yeah. if the audience yeah. doesn't necessarily it, think it, he
2: is. It, you gotta believe it to take it, and, and I give him credit. I was gonna say you know in the past, Warriors have a bunch had have a bunch of secondary players who felt the weight of playing with Curry and they didn't want to shoot if Curry was on the floor and Durant and Clay, but it was really Curry. And now the Warriors have a bunch of guys who don't seem to really care. And sometimes he's on the Thirsty. court and they're not even looking for him. And they're, they're going to get their own. And I think that's preferable at this point. Because Steph will find it. Steph will, you know, he, 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 he's not going to worry about Steph getting involved at some point. Uh, Steph will get it himself. You want to have players who have the guts to take that shot. And, and take it and take it again and take it again. And even with Wiggins' clunker, at least he took it. Like, you know, there are, we, you know, we've covered a lot of people, who a lot of Warriors players who would not take that shot. So I give, and then Ubre
1: gets the offensive <laughs> rebound, forces the foul, and hits both free two throws. The, both free throws, you know, drizzled in after yeah, exactly. nailing the rim, I thought the first one
2: missed, like, frankly. Like, why why are they, like it, they look like it missed? Uh, two of the bigger free throws in recent Warriors regular season history, I mean, comparable to, as you know, which ones we always compare huge free throws to at the end of a game.
1: Uh, Andre I don't know. I don't know if they were
2: that. No, no they weren't big, that big. But, but I'm saying, they you know, hey, two free throws, one to tie, one to win. That's just that. That's those are huge free throws. Those
1: are. Damian Lee did that early in the season. Remember, free Damian throws? Lee hit the oh, game-winning okay. three good. against Chicago, yeah, and then I, throws, He made yeah. two big free throws. But yes, yeah, it's it's just yeah.
2: he, if it's Steph, you go ah, Whatever, he's gonna make them. Uh, anybody else, they're big free throws. And when that determine whether you win or lose the game, those are big free throws. Obviously, the defensive stand. No, Oubre, Oubre was huge in in a, in a very important time. And, you know, hey, Drew Holiday cooked everybody. But I thought Oubre gave him a run. Uh, I thought Wiggins might have been less good on Middleton. But, you know, Middleton's tough defense. I mean, I, I, that guy's tough at defense. I'm not going to rip Wiggins. I just don't think he was great on him. Uh, but it does, you know what do they keep saying? It's important to have those two guys so you can throw them at them because they had Curry and Poole out there for a little bit. I think you know Steve was thinking about closing with them and he had to get Poole out of there for Baysmore because the guards were wide open when they run any kind of action with Steph and, and, and Jordan Poole. And it just wasn't going to work. So they get Baysmore in there. He's a little clunkier. Holiday scored over him a little bit too. But he's a, you know, guess who got the second deflection on the last possession? Wiggins got the first one. Baysmore got the second one. You know, just long wings who are tough and, and have the ability to to reach in there a little bit, sometimes foul too much. But that those are important. Those are important players that they did not have last season and had obviously all throughout the dynasty. And, if the Warriors lose some of these guys, and Oubre being one of them, they're going to need others to replace them. Absolutely, 100%. So who's going to guard Damon Lillard? Who's going to guard the other great point guards? Who's going to guard these kind of guys that Klay Thompson has taken the assignment for so many years and, and you just may not want to have Clay take that assignment, at least to start the season? Kelly Oubre, and if you can, and Oubre can turn around and hit some big threes, that's, that's value, man. That is true value.
1: As the... Um... As the king of the uh, Kent Baysmore bandwagon, you you had to appreciate that that like he, he I thought he was important tonight. He had I think like three first half threes. Yep. That,
2: you know, yeah, like no, just flung a few off. in. He'd been way off, that, off, from three, obviously. Yeah. I just I'm I'm just like alerted to this that that so many Warriors fans just hate the guy, and and I get some of it. He kicks the ball away. He fouls too much. He does some weird things. Even tonight, he like he did a, pa- a handoff pass to. It's just uh,
1: become the face of the, the fouls. The face of the fouls because, and kind
2: of the yeah. scattered play. But man, it's like now he's second in overall plus minus to Steph, no one else is close. And there's a reason. Again, they used to look at this he like he's if you see a ball get deflected in there and he's in the game, he's the one who got the ball deflected. If you, you know, he'll attack the rim, sometimes not always successfully, but you still got to do it. Like someone's got to do it. If Steph's getting double teamed, somebody has to attack. Somebody has to be willing to take that shot. And, and it's, it's, you know, it's in those like, I'll take the guy who will take the shot. You don't have to. Chris Mullen says that all the time. Give me the guy. who will take the shot. He's not going to make it every time. Give me the guy. who will take the shot. And Bazemore does that on a lot of different levels. And I don't love his game, but I'll take it. I'll take it because you need someone out there who's going to bump into somebody and go guard somebody, and make it make their lives tough on one side, and maybe you know, make a couple buckets on the other side, get a rebound, get a deflection, and just this you know he's become the guy the Warriors fans cannot stand, and I don't get I don't get that part, so I'm going to react to that saying, you guys think he's so terrible, you complain about everything he does, if he's the one in the game at the end, and there's a deflection that that he got. And the ball finds him. He's not running away from the ball. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Maybe he should sometimes. There is, I talk about value. There is great value in a player like that. Sometimes you don't want to play him 26 minutes. You want to play him 18. But when you need him, he will be there in 26 minutes. And he's going to do some things for you. And he did some things tonight.
1: <clears throat> so this is, uh, this is the Warriors moment. I think late in the season, this is their chance. Uh, they've talked about a run. They they, they want to kind of rewrite the the story on what's been a disappointing season to this point, particularly because of what's happened in the last month. You get the um, you know uplifting win this this late comeback win, which includes the nice James Wiseman performance. If you can build on that coming up, and if you look at the schedule, you got two off days, which will be a good practice planted in between that, and then Wizards-Rockets, two very winnable home games. Then Denver, tough. But then you go on the road. It's you know it's a, it's a long road trip, I think a five-game road trip, but it starts at Oklahoma City at Cleveland. That's two tanking teams, two teams who have no interest, at least franchises who have no interest in winning. That should be at least four and one. And then you're talking about the five and one stretch, because I'm including this Bucks win now. A five and one stretch that has eluded them all season, right? That's been their big problem. They they haven't been able to go five and one over a six game stretch. Well, you should win four of these next five games. Like and, and if you're gonna go on this run, like it's kind of gotta be now. Um, nobody around like the Spurs are, are just I think the Spurs are like two and eight in their last ten. They're kind of crumbling a little bit the pelicans uh, you know they lost again like, tonight in atlanta like yeah they're close to the warriors in the standings i think one and a half back but you know they're they're not rising too quick same with the kings like you know the warriors could get up to to if they go 5-1 in the next 6 like they could be sitting there knocking on the door of 8 is that great no but it would feel a lot different they'd feel at least like a sure playing game and and then beyond that two more thunder games later in the season three pelicans games a lot of winnable games down the line it's there for them, but they're going to have to do play the style they played tonight and play with the energy they played tonight and at least semi-regularly get what they got out of Wiseman tonight.
2: One, one thing we've seen out of this team is they mostly have beaten the bad teams, right? I mean, they've had some clunkers, but I can't remember when they have lost to it. Have they lost to a bad team? Maybe the Kings they lost to? I can't even remember now. But I mean the Ra- Raptors. Are they they had a no Curry, team, but they're, but
1: they're Raptor. the Raptors are a good team, and they were up sixty-one. Yeah, yeah, the Ra- so but so the I Raptors are,
2: are, are, you know, they won a championship two seasons ago with a lot of those same players. Um, I don't really count that one. I, I, I think the Warriors do well against bad teams. I just think they're fit to do well against them. We shall see. Maybe they'll they'll collapse. Maybe they'll be, you know, staff will miss some time. Who knows? We we don't know. A lot of things could happen, but. I want to see them against some better teams, that isn't going to happen right away. But they've got some other teams, you know, some tougher teams coming up at some point. Uh, I want to see how that looks. But yeah, they go five and one, you know, maybe four and two in there, who knows? Five and one, let's say, yeah, they're going to be sitting in the 8th seed at some point because this is not, a, you know, a race full of, you know, <laughs> brimming champions. This is not. We've we've named the teams you know dallas is unreachable but i think at seven they're not they're not getting there so yeah
1: the disappointment for them is that that the avoidance of the play-in seems impossible at this point you know they can't get up to six and that's where they should have targeted all season that's where i think anyone rationally was saying like get to six and they should be in that conversation and they're not but i also don't think they're about to stumbled down to 11 12 no. which in recent weeks has seemed like a possibility but I just you know you look at the path forward and you you hear the way they like do still sound motivated particularly Steph seems motivated and that's all that really matters I mean like he pushed for that win tonight yep. he pushed himself to those extra two minutes he scored 41. You know, on twenty-one shots, and he's fighting through the tailbone issue. He he came back probably sooner than he should have. So, if he seems as motivated as he is, and I see some of the teams on the schedule coming up, and some of the teams around them in the standings, I I'm predicting definitely they're in the
2: play-in bracket at least. Him. And and I I just never thought five six was all that reachable for them i just didn't mean depend on what everyone else does and, it, well, and when they were not na- yeah, remember the, when they were 19 but and 15 but that, but that was also when dallas wasn't you know like it depended on the other teams too and if anybody took off who was just better than them they were not going to be able to follow that team and dallas is the team that's was played much better um so yeah could they have yes i'm just saying in, in, in an equal world where we're thinking there's Six good teams in the West, the Warriors were not going to be one of them. I just didn't think that. So that makes 7, eight, 9, you know, where I figured. Again, and and the teams around them have been crappier than I would have thought, too. So um, New Orleans being the number one candidate for that. I mean, you figured they would be a 500 team, and they're not a 500 team. Uh, but that's the way this goes. You know, you fall where you fall. And I think, you know, whatever they say about a play-in game, they'll take it at this point. They will take it. And... I've been the practical person saying actually maybe the best thing for them is to have meaningful games, get to play on game and then lose and then don't make the playoffs. And because you know what, then you're in the lottery and then you get another shot at the the bonus. Uh, You might not get there. You might end up with 14. Who cares? But I'll take 2% chance more that I get Cade Cunningham. I'll take 1.3% chance more that I get a shot at Jalen Suggs. I'll do. I, I again. I understand you want to win as many as you can. I'm just saying, if this the if this rolls out where they're nine and they lose the play-in game and they don't even get a home game, maybe I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I really don't. And I guess they would get a play. Right, not nine would host ten, uh, but.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nine would host yeah. 10. And then, I, think, I mean, the big thing is you want to get into the first round.
2: But... I don't think it's that big a deal. I really, so they can get slaughtered by, you know, the one seed or whatever it is. I don't know. I mean, again, I understand the value of that in some ways. But I, I think if they could just say, hey, we we fought our way through all this, we got to the postseason, quote unquote, in the play on, playoff playing game, don't embarrass yourself in that game. Um, Yeah, do you want to lose to Sacramento in a playing game? No, they probably wouldn't want to do that. But not making the playoffs yet, being able to play after the regular season isn't a terrible thing. You get yourself in that lottery and you see where you are. I'm just saying from a purely practical thing, would you say anything is is more valuable than a 1.2% chance at Kate Cunningham? I don't think so. That's me. That's y- me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just, like, Steph Curry's mood about it all. Yeah, yeah. I, but I
2: just he, think you could say, hey, yeah. we kind of were in the playoffs, right? We kind of were. So, uh, I don't I don't know that losing four zero 0 to whoever, who's who's one going to be Slater? I don't, I don't know. Utah. Okay. Utah. I don't think losing four zero to, to Utah is going to be the most fabulous. Well, their
1: I would say their realistic dream at this point, obviously a yeah, dream's title, but that's not happening. Realistic dream would be, like, you know, get in the play and win, you know, get, through the play in get a Utah or a Phoenix Phoenix at two and steal one of the first two on the road you know then try to steal one of the next two at home like get it to a six game or make them sweat you know where the Clippers did losing six the losing six and and have post game press conferences where they feel like, you know, exit interviews and instead of like, Man, you guys need some soul searching this summer and like, you know, what are you gonna do? It's more like, man, like, you know, Wiseman had a decent series and like Steph, you look good and like you really pushed a good Utah team. Like Clay on this team, you know, might you know, who knows? Some would argue, hey, maybe it's better if they just realize they need to just completely revamped the roster this summer, so maybe making the playoffs is a better way. up call not, for the franchise. They are
2: not revamped, completely revamping the roster, though. So, uh.
1: No, no, I mean, I, I, it wouldn't be like a teardown. I mean, more just like, a you know, you say Wiseman yeah. in the pick. Yeah. And, uh, the, you know what? This sounds like a Warriors plus-minus segment, so we are not doing <laughs> that tonight. Warriors All-82 is wrapping up. It Nice win for the Warriors now, like I said. Wizards rockets back-to-back. I think they need to go 2-0. And uh, we'll see if they do this season. If you said they need to go two and zero, it probably means they're going one and one. Yep. Some some
2: uh, wacky thing will happen at the end of one of these games, but uh, I I think they'll probably go two and zero. I think they might kick away something one a little bit later, but not those two. The Wizards
1: one is the more dangerous
2: of the two. Yep. And
1: you know Westbrook's had some wild games recently.
2: And that Bradley Beal's pretty good. So, yeah, that, that could be yeah, one where the, it, we'll see where this top – are they still top five defense, which is still kind of laughable to me, but I, I keep – No, yeah. I don't think I, yeah, I
1: I think I need to look, but no, I don't think
2: so. Top six defense when you lose by 107 Toronto. But uh, we'll, we'll see if that defense holds together. If they play decent defense, they should beat all these teams, right? All these teams. Yeah. Um, if the defense falls apart a little bit, then you're certainly, you know, going to be threatened. You certainly can be challenged. That's what beats terrible teams. Just play half ass defense and then let Steph go. So uh, we we shall see where where they are in a couple games.
1: All right. Talk to you all then.